Welcome to Moving Target. I have a special episode today. As I was just speaking with him off the air, actually, I, 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 it's important to me in this whole process to try to make this personal for people as often as possible, because this is a very personal situation that we've all dealt with through what I've just termed the COVID illusion and all the different rights that were suppressed and people's businesses that were lost and people that were fired from jobs for exemptions that they should have been granted. You've seen a lot of this on the platform. We a lot of the conversations we've had with people and joining me today is Jesse Johnson, owner of uh, without papers pizza. And we're going to discuss today the process and, and the things that they lost going through this and, and standing for people's rights during the vaccine passports and this whole process that we've all seen. So I'm excited to bring him on the show today to to talk about what he saw, how this all began with him, and then the activism that he's di- has taken a part in since this has taken place. So thank you, Jesse, for joining me today. How are you? I'm excellent, sir. How are you? Uh, good, all things considered. And um, thank you for taking the time today. Uh, I'd, I'd like to start in general just with, you know, what what was your experience prior to this? And just on a quick side note, actually, what was any, you know, any other kind of restriction type things you've dealt with in this kind of area? Possibly. I know some other businesses had weird health things that were happening in, in this way before even COVID started. But then when this all began, what was your experience? And then if you could touch on for me, interestingly enough, without papers pizza, the name and where that comes from, because I thought that associated with the conversation we were having today. So go ahead, jump in wherever you'd like. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's quite uh, amusing to me, actually, that a lot of people think I made the name up after we were closed uh, as, a, as an act of defiance. Mm-hmm. But no, that was, in fact, our name the entire time. We opened in uh, February of 2011. Uh, we were originally going to call the place WAP, uh, which is, uh, you know, a, a colloquialism for uh, for Italian-American immigrants. And uh, uh, long story short, uh, we came that. Uh, <clears throat> We decided that some people might take offense to the term WAP uh, since it is a derogatory term towards Italians. And uh, one day we were waiting to open and we had a bunch of food critics at our place that were going to be writing a story. Uh, and one of them asked us whether or not we were going to be part of the Neapolitan Pizza Association. Uh, my business partner, who's the chef uh, and uh, is prone to uh, being mad like most chefs are, uh, uh, yelled out at her that, no, we're not going to be a part of uh, any uh, association. Uh, and in fact, that we're going to be without papers. Uh, and it was at that time that I realized that, you know, like we'll it. call this place Without Papers Pizza, which most people think is the acronym for Without uh, for, for WAP. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. I really love that from a from a personal note. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm, I'm a, I went to the Culinary Suite of America as a chef and, and ran restaurants for a long time, including a lot that did wood wood burning pizzas and so on. And so mm-hmm. I know the pressure actually that comes along with that kind of like you have to have that label that shows that you have your adhering to certain Italian stats metric, you know, on the, on the Nepal of the, the pizza, just the group discussion yeah. you were just having there. And I just find it interesting that, that that's, so is it, was that the original pushback was just about the association with those kind of groups, or it sounded like I'm getting the feeling there was a deep seated kind of resistance to a lot more than that. Is there, am I feeling that correctly from the chef being so quickly pushing back on that? Is there, is it more than just those groups or was there something larger there? I think we've always been a bit rebellious and we've never followed the norms and the mold for uh, what most would consider a, a restaurant or a restaurateur to be. Uh, we've always been proudly independent and uh, yeah, we just didn't want to be a part of any organization and you know be told what to do with our restaurant and how to make our pizzas. Um, yeah, that's, that's essentially yeah. it. I, I love that. Just be, you know, to elaborate a little further, the point is that you, it's something that can be revoked if you don't adhere to certain standards on this, the way things are made. And I went through this in a past restaurant. I just find it interesting that 
you know, it, so I, I like we're, we're, we're similar contrarians, I think. I think so. <laughs> I like it. Hmm. Well, so on that note in general, then, so let's start in the beginning of this for you. So obviously you were, you know, in general, kind of pushing back on authority in a lot of ways before this. So when this began, or let's just say, where did it first begin for you? When did you start, first start feeling pressure in this, in this COVID-19 era? March 16th, 2020, that was the first day of the lockdowns in uh, uh, Calgary, Alberta, where I lived. Uh, and uh, that's when, um, you know, I started to become aware of uh, the corruption uh, and the deception. Uh, I was uh, skeptical from the very beginning. And um, yeah, you know, to be honest with you, we complied with uh, everything throughout the uh, throughout the pandemic. Uh, we uh, resisted nothing. Uh, and I was, uh, you know, as apathetic as the uh, as the next person, to be quite honest with you, I just wanted to go and run my business and uh, be left alone uh, yeah. after uh, eighteen months of uh, ridiculous lockdowns and mandates. Uh, I'd had enough. Uh, I had saw that uh, what I had created, uh, this beautiful uh, place that was uh, based on uh, energy and chi and and vibration, uh, was uh, slowly decimated and destroyed by a government uh, that likened going to a restaurant to be akin to visiting a leper colony. Uh, and by the time they had come out with the vaccine passport, they had worn me down and broken my spirit and uh, my very soul. And I said to myself that there's no way, there's no way I'm going to stand at the front door and refuse entry to anybody, not a single person. It's not my job to judge you. The good Lord will judge you, not me. Uh, and there's no way that I'm going to discriminate uh, my customers uh, to turn them away for being nothing else other than the exact same as me. Uh, and it was appalling to me how many restaurants uh, bought into the uh, to the narrative. Uh, there was a culture of fear that was omnipresent all throughout society. Uh, and my destruction was meant to uh, to uh, to give uh, precedence and to uh, make a, a warning to any other potential dissenters out there that should you dare, should you dare counter the narrative uh, that this is what's going to happen to you, we will destroy you. Uh, and every single restaurant in Canada uh, became dependent upon the government uh, and its communist handouts in order to stay afloat. Uh, and all of them knew that uh, to speak out uh, was uh, certainly to be destroyed uh, and much so uh, after I was destroyed. Um, yeah, I was made example of without papers, pizza was destroyed for refusing to check papers. Uh, it was Providence. And I'm not sure exactly why it was that uh, I was, uh, you know, chosen for this. I do think that there was purpose. There's a great many people who considered me a fool. Uh, I had one of the busiest restaurants in Calgary. Uh, I was literally an institution. I had an empire. And, uh, you know, I spoke out against something that uh, I believed in with all my heart. Uh, and it was met with the most uh, intense vitriol and hatred that I've ever seen uh, in all my life. It's 15 months later, and uh, I still haven't fully recovered from uh, the neighbors, the friends, uh, my peers, uh, who all uh, turned on me and stabbed me in the back. I was well respected uh, in the community. I've been a successful entrepreneur and restaurateur for 20 years. Uh, we, 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 we stood up for everyone. No one stood up for us. It was shocking and very disappointing. Yeah, I, something I think a lot of people listening can 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 understand and and appreciate that we've all been through similar things. And except in your case, losing something that you built or doing the right thing, you know. And I mean, it's no small. I mean, it's hopefully at some point, at the very least, at this point, you're feeling, you know, you made the right choice. Obviously, despite the fact that you lost everything for it, that's you know, it's it's a hard trade off there. But it's it's it just I can't even express the the a lot of praise for you 
it, for taking the stand to, I mean, the problem right now is a lot of people, even with the doctor speaking out, they frame them as being profiteers and all this, like you're somehow benefiting from speaking <clears throat> these narratives when the reality seems to be quite clear that most people that are standing up for what they believe in are being aggressively punished for it. So I just want to commend you for taking that route on uh, 18 months. You said that it went on. So when that, when that happened, when you decided to officially you know, put your foot down at that point, were you, were you still making buy or were, was that kind of one of the reasons you chose to kind of push it over the edge because you felt like you were already going to fail because of the place they put you in? Not at all. Not at all. No, we, we did very well, you know, obviously lockdowns and uh, mandates and such uh, affected our business. uh, But in, in terms of a comparison to our peers, uh, we, we did uh, much better than most. Uh, We stayed open when others closed uh, because uh, you know, I remember at the very beginning uh, when they uh, imposed the lockdowns, uh, so many of my friends and peers were telling me to, uh, you know, to shut the restaurant down and to, to be responsible to my community and, uh, you know, to all these other uh, lies, essentially. And uh, I basically told them, listen, you you take care of your house and, you know, I'll take care of mine. Uh, this restaurant is a, a great big heavy wheel. And when that wheel stops uh, rolling, it's very hard to get it going again. So we stayed open uh, all throughout it. Uh, I had 30 employees on uh, Monday, March 16th. Uh, and on Wednesday, when I did payroll, uh, I issued 20 uh, pink slips. Uh, we were down to 10. Uh, I worked by myself in the front for months and months and months, uh, feeding everyone who was too afraid to come out of their houses. Uh, and yeah, no, we did very well. Uh, it wasn't a matter of uh, anything financial that that made me make a choice. It was basically just a, a moral issue to me. Uh, And uh, yeah, uh, the passport uh, to me represented uh, pure evil, uh, discrimination, medical segregation. Uh, It was uh, everything that uh, is wrong with the world. And it quite frankly shocked me uh, how many uh, quickly forgot uh, history and uh, bought into it. Uh, it Right. it was gross. All my friends uh, in the, re- and I know everybody uh, in, in, in my city, in the restaurant industry, and, uh, you know, they all proudly pro- uh, proclaim themselves as, uh, you know, being hospital- hospitality. And I like to remind them that, no, you're a disgusting perversion of hospitality. Uh, you literally listen to a tyrannical, overreaching government that forced you to, to, to eliminate uh, 20, 25, 30% of your customers based, poli- uh, you know, purely on political science. Uh, you think those people are ever coming back again? You know, the people that you turned away at the door that you said were too dirty to come into your restaurant. It was complete asinine. It was, it was, it was ludicrous, ludicrous to me, you know, and I, I pleaded with my restaurant friends uh, to try and uh, have some common sense. But as I said, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the bribes, uh, which is essentially what the the money that the uh, government gave you was uh, mm-hmm. was was too lucrative to them, and none of them did it. Um, I had spoken, <clears throat> you know, we were. How should I put this? A lot of restaurant tours came to my restaurant during the apocalypse. All right, so uh, you know we operated in these ridiculous rules, and uh, you know service uh, uh, turned into. Uh, turned into something that we weren't used to. So we used to close sometimes, let's say at eight o'clock, you know, or nine o'clock at night, which, you know, normally we would be open till 11 midnight, something like that. Uh, we would close the shop and uh, there'd be, you know, the seven of us that have been, that were working in there and there was nowhere to go, literally nowhere to go. You know, I mean, every place was closed. Uh, we weren't allowed to go to do anything except to go home. 
And so frequently we just stayed and, you know, hung out and, uh, and had a few drinks and talked about what was going on. And, uh, in, invariably, uh, a lot of restaurant tours in Calgary, uh, came to my restaurant to discuss it as well. Uh, you know, all of us in complete shock, all of us sad that, you know, what's, what's the government doing? I mean, they're literally destroying our business, destroying our business. Uh, and for months and months and months and months, you know, I'd have conversations with these people and it's like, let's stand up, you know, let's try and do something. Let's do something. I can't do it by myself. And I was always met with the same. Same, uh, the same, you know, the same response. Like, oh, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And by the time they enacted the vaccine passport, I had, I had enough. I'd had enough. Uh, I talked with no one, zero. I, I just followed my gut and my heart, uh, and uh, I left the trenches and started uh, rushing towards the enemy. And then, you know, looked back and realized, like, oh my God, there's nobody right. behind me. You know, I mean, it was the, uh, it was the most uh, shocking and uh, disturbing and, um, yeah, horrific moment of my life, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I hope that this can be looked back on, especially as the, the brave act that it was as we go forward, because now finally the dam is beginning to break where people are, you know, in some degree beginning to open their minds to what we went through. But if it will ever be, you know, that they will ever be able to say we apologize or give you back what you lost is another question. But I will point out that I think it's important. Oh, so were you going to say something there? No, no. Okay. Well, I think it's important to point out that the community, this is one thing I saw in my area is that there were a lot of places that did the same thing that kind of bucked the system and whether quietly or loudly. And we went out of our way as a community to support those people, to go there as often as possible, even more so than we ever did before. And I'm hoping that was why at least during an 18 month period that, that you were being more were successful because people were recognizing that you were doing that. That's just No, fun. that's not true actually, because I never said a single thing during that uh, 18 months publicly. Uh, you know, we just quietly uh, uh, towed the line like everybody else did. Mm. So, uh, you know, th that had nothing to do with it. I mean, we, we, we were successful because we were always successful. Uh, mm -hmm. I was one of the busiest restaurants in town. I had 60 seats uh, on a Friday. We would do 300 covers and I'd sell 500 pizzas. Uh, nice. You know, that, yeah, that really had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Well, I, either way, I just think it's good to see community support, which it sounds like you have in general. That, that's, you know, hopefully something. No, it's quite the opposite, actually. I mean, so I operated my business uh, in my community for 20 years. I was a pillar of my community. Uh, I lived in my neighborhood. I raised my children in my neighborhood. I helped raise many of the children uh, in our neighborhood. Half the kids in the neighborhood first job was through me. Uh, and uh, I was like the king of Kensington and Inglewood. If I walked down the street, you know, and every, invariably every shop owner would invite me in and say, come on in, Jesse, let's have a talk and let's have a talk. And uh, that was one of the things that led me to speak out, to be quite honest with you. I thought mm -hmm. that my track record uh, in the community uh, and, uh, you know, my, my history of giving uh, and uh, inclusivity uh, would, uh, would, would speak volumes. Uh, but I quickly learned that uh, that uh, that was foolish and naive of me. Uh, I yeah. spoke out in a community that I supported and loved for literally two decades, I gentrified that neighborhood. It was me that came in and was the first to open uh, a restaurant in a community that nobody wanted to set foot in that was rampant with uh, with, with drug uh, users and uh, prostitutes all over the place. Uh, all of these people turned on me with uh, with a, a vitriol that I'd never seen. Uh, they 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 turned into treacherous snakes and stabbed me in the back. Friends of uh, of decades uh, literally did nothing to help me. It was it was shocking, and it's still shocking to me. You know, you talked about people uh, apologizing. Uh, I've not yet received one single apology, not one. And even the restaurants, you know, that after I was shut down, 
uh, I led uh, the charge. Uh, you know, I uh, I started to protest and uh, to gain some traction. Uh, and uh, you know, the large part of the mandates being rescinded uh, were because of me. You know, I stood up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met a bunch of truckers and angry uh, farmers at the border and demanded that we be treated uh, as equal citizens in Canada again. And uh, you know, the reason that you can go to Calgary and uh, get a cheeseburger without showing a vaccine passport is because of me. Uh, and uh, none of my restaurant friends uh, will even dare recognize that. Uh, I'm the most taboo figure in the uh, restaurant scene in Calgary that's ever existed. Uh, I can speak out all the time and none of them dare, dare counter what I say on Twitter because they know that uh, I did the right thing. Uh, and I think that all of them are deep down ashamed uh, that uh, mm. they didn't have the courage to do so. And in fact, you know, all they had to do was just was just follow just follow. They didn't have to, you know, to, to stand up to the degree that I did. And, you know, I'm not even sure why I did. I, 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 I could have backed down, but mm-hmm. you know, they, they attacked me and my, my, my first uh, instinct and response was to, uh, you know, to attack back. And so, you know, I became maybe a bit more aggressive when I should have backed down, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, none of them, none of them said a single thing to, uh, to support me, even though all of them essentially did in my opinion. And as you said, are, are at this point at least somewhat benefiting from your actions to allow them to get more business. And it's, they it's are. Yeah, all of them yeah. have benefited from my actions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The Paxine passport did not have an expiry date of any sort, you know, and one of the reasons why I spoke out against it was that uh, I read into the law. I saw I saw what these clowns were doing over the previous 18 months, you know, take a little bit, stop take a little Mm -hmm. bit more Mm -hmm. stop, take a little bit more stop. And when they enacted that vaccine passport and told me that I have to turn away somebody for being the exact same as me, I read into it that I'm not even going to be able to own this business soon unless I take that lethal injection. And I don't want it. I don't want it. I do not need to be vaccinated against tyranny. I'm already immune. Hmm. Well said. Exactly. Well, so let's step into the post-vaccine, you know, post, I guess, the, the, choice to stand up and the loss of the business. And so what has happened since then? You know, this has obviously driven a lot of passion in you now, and we can see that and that you're very passionate about this fight. Now it's good. I mean, this is what we need right now. But so where, where have you gone since then? Are you now, I mean, you, you clearly, it seems to be kind of a mixed bag right now that you feel a little bit like, you know, obviously you're not being supported by people that should have and so on, but you seem to be still very dedicated to active activism and going forward. So go ahead and let us know what happened since then and what you're doing going forward. You know, I, I, I honestly didn't know what was going to happen when I spoke up. Uh, I obviously expected uh, to, uh, you know, receive some backlash. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that possibly they might arrest me, possibly they might find me, uh, you know, all sorts of scenarios. Uh, but to be honest with you, nowhere in my mind did I think that they would shut my business, you know, a business that uh, that was generating millions of dollars a year, employing 30 people, 40 people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, amongst all my restaurants, I was close to 50 uh, and uh, generating taxes for, uh, you know, the common good or, you know, whatever they're doing when they're uh, generating my taxes, giving it mm-hmm. to the Ukraine, I guess. But uh <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 so anyway, when they closed me down, uh, when you have a business that's doing, you know, without papers was doing, this is pre-apocalypse numbers I'm talking about. And I refer to everything as the apocalypse now, excuse me, uh, <laughs> but I was doing close to two and a half million dollars a year, uh, in revenue. Uh, and, uh, um, 
yeah, we were collecting uh, so much GST and everything like that. But when you do two and a half million dollars in revenue uh, as, as a restaurant, uh, you pretty much have two and a half million dollars worth of expenses as well. Yeah. And uh, they closed me down on a Saturday. Uh, and by Wednesday, I was essentially broke. All of our suppliers that, you know, we owed a week or two weeks or three weeks, perhaps all of them lined up to get their money. And uh, by the time the uh, by the time Wednesday came around, uh, there was no more money to give out. Uh, and on top of that, uh, the propaganda that came down upon us, uh, the uh, the, uh, the the defamation of character, uh, it ruined my other businesses in Calgary as well. Uh, and nobody wanted to uh I shouldn't say nobody. There was there was a lot of people who did support us for sure, but uh, unfortunately, it wasn't enough. And uh, you know, we became uh, very taboo. Uh, and uh, to support us was, uh, you know, we 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 anybody who supported us was automatically uh, deemed to be an anti masks or anti vaxxer right. It was, you know, it was crazy. So yeah, uh, I went. Uh, I went from being a, an outstanding member of society and a, a prominent businessman to uh, literally sleeping on, you know, the back of a truck. Uh, mm-hmm. I had three houses. Uh, I had four businesses, uh, you know, multiple employees. And uh, I've since lost all of that. I've lost my family. I've lost everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that is, in fact, the most difficult thing for me is that I truly still believe that I did the right thing. Uh, and it's uh, taken me a very long time to accept that uh, I lost everything for doing the right thing. I'm not sure that I'll ever recover from it. I I can't even express how that makes me feel right. I didn't know all of that. And I think you did the right thing. I mean, we just have to be very clear about that. Like despite all of the, the the outcome, the right thing was to stand up for the, for the rights of the people around you, the rights of your business, the rights of yourself. And I just, it's really disheartening to see that we're in a point where doing the right thing. And we're seeing this with the doctors as well is being framed as, I mean, they're very clearly sending a message to people out there that if you stand up for yourself, this is what's going to happen. We saw that with plenty of other people in the field and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's alarming. So let, let's talk about where you see this going with the vaccine passport in general, right? So what, what was it about that that you were so resistant about? And trust me, I'm right there with you. But what was it that stood out to you in why this was such an important place to draw that line? I mean, the whole premise of it. The premise of it was that uh, I myself uh, was a uh, plague-infested rat spreading disease. And uh, I knew that to be untrue. I was uh, a healthy uh, individual. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, 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 to enact a vaccine passport that basically told everybody that uh, to be around me uh, was going to kill them uh, was uh, appalling uh, and disgusting to me. And uh, uh, there was no way I was going to, uh, you know, enact that in my restaurant. So that was the main thing. And, and then, like I said, you know, that I, I had read into it uh, a little bit more. There was no expiry date. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this was just one more thing that they were taking from us. Uh, they were going to pause and then, you know, they were going to come back and say, listen, I'm not even allowed to be in my restaurant, you know, unless I take the vaccine. And, uh, uh, you know, at that point in time, I figured, well, this is the this is the line in the sand and you know right. this is the hill i have to die on because uh, i'm not willing to go you know forward from this it really shocked me how many people thought uh, how many of my friends how many of my family thought that i should have just complied that I should have just accepted that the government deemed me to be a dirty plague rat uh, and uh, to deny everybody else into my restaurant for being the exact same as me. Uh, it, 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 it blew my mind. It, it blew my mind, you know, that, that, that that's what was expected of me, that I should have just shut up, that I should have just towed the line and that I should have just said nothing and that I created too many ripples in the water. You know, I mean, I never meant, I never wanted to be in this position. I never, you know, I never did this to, uh, to become some sort of martyr or anything like that. I, I, I did it to, uh, 
you know, first and foremost, to, to stand up for me and uh, secondly, to stand up for, for what I believed and, uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, to defend the rights of my children, which, uh, you know, I've been subsequently taken away. And uh, that's the way these atrocities happen, you know, is that mm-hmm. uh, too many people stay quiet uh, and never say anything. And, uh, you know, we end up in situations like this. Uh, as for the vaccine passport, do I think it's going to come back? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I was talking with some friends of mine yesterday, you know, and we were we were discussing what it was that, you know, we think is going to go uh, forward. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I think there's a 25 percent chance that uh, they're going to round up all the unvaccinated uh, and, uh, you know, either forcibly inject us or intern us. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what it's going to be. There's a 25 percent chance. I think that, uh, you know, this this awakening that is taking place mm-hmm. uh, will uh, catch fire and, uh, you know, we will be free from the uh, from the shackles of bondage that uh, our tyrannical governments have uh, imposed upon us. Uh, and then I think there's a 50 percent chance that uh, we'll just continue on like this forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the, uh, you know, the very sad uh, part of me coming out when I say that. So, yeah, I hope the awakening uh, takes place. Uh, one thing I can say is that, uh, you know, everybody who, who awakens, uh, who sees uh, the, 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 the corruption, you can never unsee it. Uh, and every day somebody defects uh, to our side uh, and we never lose anybody uh, to the other side. So every day, you know what, the light uh, is shone and uh, the truth uh, comes out. So all I can tell people is, you know what, it's your duty and obligation to, uh, you know, to red pill as many people as you can uh, and to uh, try to spread uh, truth and love. And, uh, um, you know, hopefully enough will wake up in time that uh, we'll be free again. Yeah. Sadly, I I share your justified pessimism and the percentages you laid out there. I think that what we've seen historically is that it it tends to really remain the same more often than not. And I think, but I agree with you. I do think that we're seeing something, at least in my time in doing this, I've never seen this kind of momentum pushing back on, even in a nonpartisan way, in a lot of ways on things around the injections or Ukraine, for example, it's, it's, it is, I do think it's positive and I'd like to hope that people can see things like this. And it does take pillars like this, you know, standing up and shocking people into seeing what otherwise passive people wouldn't have allowed them to see. And that's why I think it's important that as much as you've lost a lot in this, that you hopefully will be that shining light that lets people see what we need to see to change this. And I do think we're capable of that right now. And that may be a little hopeful for some people, but I really do think that's what we need is somebody to lead the way because there's a lot of people looking but don't know where to step next. You know, would you agree with that? No, that's exactly it. You know, and uh, all you have to do is convince everybody that the people are the power, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, uh, together uh, we are strong uh, and uh, all it takes is for you to stand up. That's it, you know, and each person that does so uh, gives courage and strength to the next person to do the same. Right. And uh, it has a ripple effect that, uh, you know, can literally uh, uh, free us all. So, you know, I, I, I tell people like, please, you know, don't be silent uh, and uh, don't be that majority that uh, refuses to say anything for fear of, uh, you know, the repercussions. Uh, there's many of us that have lost uh, and, uh, you know, just just speak your voice and uh, speak your mind uh and if you're afraid to do so that is the uh, you know the pure definition of tyranny so yeah speak up and uh you know be the light to somebody else uh right. this is a spiritual war i truly believe it uh, i think it's biblical proportion i think it's amazing uh that uh, all of us uh were alive uh, to see this uh, i think this is the greatest psyop that's ever been perpetrated upon uh, mankind uh, and uh, it is uh, truly one of the most fascinating times to uh to ever be alive and if ever there was a time in history that uh, you know you could make a difference uh, to literally all mankind, I think now is the time, you know, everybody recognizes that, uh, I shouldn't say everybody, I think a lot of people recognize now that, uh, you know, those, those, 
those COVID uh, vaccines uh, had nothing to do with uh, with your safety whatsoever. Uh, you know, they were all about uh, control and compliance uh, and the same with the masks and uh, the same with so many of the other mandates. So yeah, stand up, do not comply. You know, my favorite right. hashtag of 2021. Right. Well, you know, I, I am actually, I, I when you say everybody, I do get the same feeling and I agree. It's obviously not everybody, but I, my opinion I've shared often on my show is that, that I think right now we have passed a, a barrier of the majority. Now, I, that could be wishful thinking. I've been saying this for a while. I mean, but you, you get these glimpses, like the fact that only, what is it, like 14 to 17 percent have taken the new the new shot or that people are cl- very quickly breaking down the Ukraine psyop. I think that people are pushing past it, and whether that's 51 percent or 90%, I don't know. But I think we're there. And I think this is where I'm talking. This is what we need to capitalize this momentum and and use examples like this to wake people up. You know, So again, that's just my opinion. But I always say as well that even if it was only 1% that saw it, I'm not just going to sit back and give up. I'm going to keep fighting anyway. You know, That's just who I think who we are. <laughs> No, it's exactly it. You know, it only takes 3% of the population to stand up, you know, to physically stand up uh, to uh, to bring down a tyrannical regime. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're well past that. Uh, the problem is, uh, you know, convincing people to actually stand up. I like to tell people that, you know, we're not going to win anything uh, on this iPhone. You know, I'm not going to win any mm-hmm. battles on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever the case is. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, we needed to go to the streets and take it to the streets. Uh, and uh, that's the only effective way to, uh, to combat uh, tyranny and oppression. I agree. Now, as I, I, I always argue that I, I'm never advocating violence, just my my I know that there are justifiable like especially from a libertarian perspective, when you're being attacked, your family's being threatened or something like that. There are reasons for it. But I always throw that out there just because I argue we need a new direction forward because I personally believe violence begets violence. But not to suggest that's a thing, but yeah, just, just throwing it out there for people listening so we don't get mm-hmm. misrepresented. But but I, I guess the one of the things I want to end with here in general is is you know what has this whole process opened your eyes to sense this maybe nothing but tell me because i know a lot of people that kind of what i was touching on before that were this whole process has opened their mind to things they've never questioned before whether it's like oh what about well this one's dangerous what about the flu vaccine or what about all of this what about the entire medical establishment you know so is there anything else that this has kind of begun a journey for you and a rabbit hole where you're now asking questions about things you never did before Oh man, like I mean, I fell down that rabbit hole deep, and uh, you know, I was always a bit of a of, of a skeptic. Uh, it started actually that. at uh, <laughs> at 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 nine uh, eleven. Uh, I got married in New York City and stayed at the Hilton across the street from the New York uh, from the uh, World Trade Center. Uh, and uh, you know, when that thing came down, and mm. the building that I was staying in across the street, fifty uh, story glass structure, you know, didn't even have one single pane of glass broken on it. Mm. Uh, that's when I started questioning things. But uh, yeah, you know, when you fall down deep enough, like I do, uh, you, you realize that uh, almost everything that they've told you, everything is a lie. All uh, yeah. of it. Uh, it is shocking. And uh, I truly think that that's, you know, that's what causes most people hesitance uh, to uh, to speak up because it, 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 it blows your mind, you know, yeah. to realize that uh, this has been going on for God knows how long. Uh, and uh, all they've been doing to us is keeping us down and, uh, you know, trying to poison us by whatever means possible uh, to keep us in the system. Uh, you know, I've since come to learn that uh, we're all just, uh, you know, we're free range humans on a giant tax farm. Uh, that's essentially all it is. You know, and I look at my business that I lost, you know, as successful as it was, I had millions and millions of dollars, you know, come through my hands. But all I did was, tra- you know, transfer from this hand to the other hand. 
uh, and uh, mm. if there was a, if there was a crumb you know left over at the end uh, if I got to keep it they would tax that as well you know I mean it's it's ridiculous taxation is yeah. theft and uh, you right. know government is a government is a farce uh, you know Canada has 300 and something thousand civil servants it's the largest employer uh, by far and uh, you know you need only look at that to realize how this uh, tyrannical bullshit happened you know Canada in my opinion uh, is communist that's all there is to it yeah I mean I you know we're we're, we're... 99% on the same page here. I think it's very, I think it's important that we see the bigger picture in all of this and that it's not just starting with COVID-19 forward, that this has been going on for a long time, possibly the entire time. And I think it's, you know, and, and we're, I'm speaking from a U.S. perspective, but the same thing in Canada, you know, that this is a, a very obvious problem. And I would end with ultimately that I do think, and I think you shared this with me, that we are capable of changing it. And we, I think we've seen that in many different ways. And I think this is a prime time in history, like you said, to make that happen and reach people in this way. So I just, I, you know, thank you for shouting this out and continuing to fight in all this and, you know, just waking people up to what you're seeing. Cause I, I do think it's very important. Any, yeah, any I comments? do too. Yeah. Go ahead. Good. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, and you know what? It's, it's, it's people like you. It's people uh, like 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 that are on the uh, internet, on Twitter, that are that are speaking up to this. And uh, you know, it, it's like I said, you each one of us gives strength to another person to, to right. you know to speak up. And there's so many people who are afraid. You know, I know that there are so many unvaccinated people that don't say anything. You know, don't go to a protest, don't do anything like that because they're afraid of you know how their neighbors are going to see them, how they're going to how it's going to hurt their career. But you know, we have to give strength to each other. And uh, it is a beautiful time in history. Uh, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, this is biblical proportion and, uh, yeah, what a fantastic opportunity to be a part of it. Wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, to, to end today in general, is there anything else that you have coming up, anything, you know, activism you're involved in or just anything events you want to shout out social media you want to share with people to, to end today? Uh, my Twitter account is at uh, WO Pizza. Uh, I've uh, set up a give, send, go. Uh, uh, what was done to me was a crime. I adhere to the uh, Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, uh, and the government did not. Uh, I'm going to sue the government. And uh, I, I, I think there's a lot of people uh, who want to see me succeed in that cause. So, uh, you know, please uh, help and uh, let's bring back justice and uh, let's bring justice to, uh, to all the unvaccinated who lost their jobs, who lost their careers, who lost their families. Uh, the vaccine passport was the most heinous crime ever enforced in Canada. It forced uh, people to come out publicly with their very private medical decisions and upon doing so be vilified. Uh, I think there's a great many people who want to see me succeed. Uh, I know that the courts uh, are corrupted, uh, but I intend to take this uh, as far as it uh, can go. And uh, I'm quite certain that my case will see uh, the Supreme Court of Canada. Outstanding. Well, you know, I, I'm going to make sure this is all in the show notes for people to support. What, what drives me crazy on a final note is how you'll have stars and, and, and sports players that are already rich that put these things out and make millions of dollars. But when people are truly in need, it doesn't seem to get the attention of the people that seem to want to donate. But so please help help anybody out in this position in particular with paper without papers pizza thank you uh, for joining me today and i and i'm i hope we can connect again and i'd like to see where you're at down the line i, I respect what you're doing man and I, I wholeheartedly support it so thank you for being here thank you sir thank you very much and as always everybody out there question everything come to your own conclusions stay vigilant